Hey guys, welcome back to the Film Photography Podcast, Analog Talk. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. All right, guys, so our special guest is another friend of mine. Say hello, Cedric. Hello. So in lieu of Polaroid, make an announcement today on Wednesday, we thought we'd have on a guest who exclusively shoots with a SX-70. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started with that camera, where you picked it up, and then we could all speculate on what we think Polaroid is going to announce today. This camera is a recent acquisition for me. I probably got it in February, and I had been a big fan of Polaroid for a while now. Um, I remember one of the first cameras I owned actually was that really dinky little iZone camera that they had. Oh, yes, yeah. oh, I yeah. love I that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had the green one. I had them stuck all over like my locker, my notebook, like everything. Yeah, it was, I missed that it camera. Was a, it was a present, a uh, birthday present for me. Um, nice. So that was, I was probably around like eight or nine when I got that. So I had fun shooting it and like sticking it everywhere with like all my friends and stuff. And I had a couple other friends who had one and we just go shoot random photos and stuff. So that was like reminiscent of my childhood is why I kind of wanted to get that camera. And it's also partly because I love the film Memento and mm-hmm. that's what, yeah. that's what yeah. Guy yeah. Pierce yeah. uses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> although I think he has like the sonar, doesn't he? Or he has a different... I think it is the sonar. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Um, I just have the regular like the Alpha 1. But I got it because I had recently quit my job at the time and I was looking for something to do just like randomly during the day like an outlet for my creativity. And I was also going on a, a trip to Iceland and I had just always wanted one of those cameras for a really long time. And I thought that would be a good way to like break it in essentially. So I just was doing all my Craigslist uh, research and I found a guy uh, on there who was uh, nice enough to give it to me for the price I was wanting for like a hundred bucks. So that was, yeah. So, and it was in really good condition and we met up and he just was looking to dump as, as much of his uh, film stuff that he had just for extra cash and I got lucky and landed with that camera. Nice. Nice. That's a good score. Yeah. Now, so how long how long have you had that camera? How long is that that like a couple months? <sighs> yeah, that was like back in February. So now it's what is that like 7 months? Half a yeah. year. Yeah. So I don't I don't shoot with it obsessively, but you know, every every now and then when I have a, an event planned like a, a birthday or I'm just going somewhere I've never been, I'll I'll take it along and try to get a couple shots here and there just because, you know, I can't really be shooting with it every day at the at the price that uh, each pack costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the film is so expensive. Yeah, for sure. But CB and I went out one time to the uh poppy fields in Antelope Valley and uh got some cool shots with that. Tested that uh, other generation of a uh, color film. Yeah, if you guys, if anybody's subscribed to my YouTube channel, Sadie and I went out to test the, I guess Impossible had the latest beta film, and we were comparing it to the previous generation. So him and I went out to the uh, poppy fields and took a bunch of photos of each other and the flowers and like the scenery. And we were pretty impressed in in what we got with that beta film versus the older version. So we were excited that whatever they got coming... Hopefully, if that was any indication of, you know, things to come, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So I think Impossible Project bought Polaroid. Is that 
Is that what it is? Is that what happened? So the article, uh, Polaroid acquired by the Impossible Project's largest shareholder. So it says, big big news in the photo industry today. Polaroid brand and intellectual property have been acquired by the largest shareholder of the Impossible Project, Polaroid announced. What's so the date on that? May, May. May 12th. So it was this year. Yeah. So that just makes me think that the whole this whole big announcement thing on the 13th is is basically just Impossible Project rebranding under polaroid that's kind of all i'm that's all you're getting excited for well that i just i from what i've seen and read and heard and all that stuff i just feel like all the machines are are gone and right. the stuff that they had to make the you know the developer and the film and all that stuff all that stuff's gone right i mean not that they can't remake those machines but it just doesn't seem like these companies are trying to like build new machines to do this stuff but also fuji has instant film that is very reminiscent of right. the original polaroid right. so to me it doesn't seem like doesn't seem to me like it's something that is impossible no pun intended yeah. oh, no. oh <laughs> yeah. pun totally intended yeah right. I, okay fine <laughs> but that's like if that's all it is i mean are people going to be disappointed would you would you guys be disappointed I mean, well, to Tim's point, like, when you asked about the when this was announced, like, I think it's going to be two things. I think it's going to be one, making a more, like, press-friendly, marketable announcement rather than just, like, a news article that you, the three of us have heard because we kind of follow them. Mm -hmm. Because Polaroid is kind of like a juggernaut and, like, an icon in film, like, instant film. So so much so that, like, people call Instax, like... Polaroids. Like, Instax cameras. People are like, it's Polaroid. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. I forgot yeah. what the, the literary term of that was, but, like, it's when you, like, oh, how yeah. people say, like, Coke is, like, a soda or, like, right. Saran Wrap is, like, plastic mm-hmm. wrap. Right. But, yeah, so I think it's going to be something more of, like, a, a general mass market announcement of bringing back the Polaroid film. But I also think because in, in that purchase or merger or whatever it is, um, they also have the intellectual rights to all the Polaroid stuff. So I hope. Yeah. I know one of the... One of the uh, biggest challenges Impossible faced early on when they started remaking the film was they didn't have the original chemical formulas for the film. Yeah. Which is why it, you know, you have to shield it from light for like 30 minutes or 40 minutes. So I hope that is like releasing all that intellectual property to the infrastructure that Impossible still has that Polaroid doesn't have. So I think it's like joining the two puzzle pieces together. And hopefully. The third thing, which would be a bonus, which I'm really hoping for, is that the price is, becomes yeah, more affordable. that's what everybody is hoping <laughs> yeah. for. Because if they want to compete with Instax, they have to do something about the price point. So right. hopefully, hopefully it's all three of those things. I'm not expecting the last one. I'm really hoping for the second one. It's the first one for sure, with just like the branding. Mm. Well, I feel like if they're going to be putting the name Polaroid on this product, it's going to have to be a solid Polaroid. It's going to have to be almost like the original format, you know, like right. I look like... at Impossible Project more as like an artistic outlet of things, you know, like like if I'm trying to get artsy or, you know, something like that, I grab my SX-70 and some Impossible Project right. and go take some portraits along with other jobs, you know, stuff that I'm doing. I don't think of like, oh, I'm going to grab my Instax because Instax is a little too crispy for yeah. that, you know? So Impossible has its place in that thing. So I think if they're going to say Polaroid, right. I feel like it's going to be like an Instax almost or the original Polaroid Because if you, if you think about like Polaroid before 
it, you know, went away. It was like that was what everybody had at, you know, Christmas parties and like mm-hmm. big family events was like, mm-hmm. you know, my grandfather had a Polaroid and shot that my, through my whole childhood. It's like we have all these random Polaroids around because that's the, that's what people use for that kind of stuff. Timothy, you're completely right. Like, I wouldn't bring, I mean, I don't bring my impossible project, like, like impossible project film and, and, um, you know, Polaroid cameras to a party. I don't. I bring my Instax yeah. for that because mm-hmm. that's the kind of, you know, I take the photo and I literally give it to people. Here you go. You can have this. Like my impossible project, I go out with a mission. Like I'll take portraits or I'm going to like go, you know, create some art with the, with those. So yeah. I, yeah, I, for sure. I, I wonder if, and like, guys, this is, this is completely like a, a, us just speculating episode. You know, we're just kind of like, <laughs> you know, shooting. I don't want to say a bad word, but you shooting know, shooting from I mean. the hip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah shooting from <laughs> the hip. Sure. Um, if they have, you know, ha- like if there's a place for both from them, that would be super exciting. So, okay, let's say that it is kind of like what uh, we're thinking. It's going to be like a more like stable formula mm-hmm. of the, of the mm-hmm. thing. Do you, are you guys going to miss, like, the kind of artsy niche quality that Impossible has been doing for the last few years? For sure. I, I mean, I know I would. I know there's, like, a lot of people who specifically, like, no disrespect to them. I think what Impossible Project has done has been amazing and wonderful. And, you know, they were, like, like one of the first companies that knew that there were people that still enjoyed film photography. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. didn't for let sure. it go. So uh, they hold a special place in my heart just for that alone. But there's people who specifically like don't shoot it because it's not the old Polaroid and it's not reliable and it's not, it's not cheap. But I get over that because I like, number one, I like the challenge of it. Yeah. And I, I love the artistic result that I get. Yeah. And that's why I got the SX70 over like a 600 type camera is because you have like kind of those settings that you can play with and see Mm -hmm. if you could like increase the artistic integrity or, you know, quality of, of what you're shooting. And I remember the first few packs of film, I I was just looking at it. I'm just like, wow, I'm, this I'm trash. Like I'm a trash photographer (laughs) because I was like still trying to hammer down like the brightness setting and and the Mm -hmm. focus and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And there's like a kind of like a learning curve that you have to do with it. So like yeah, CB like I did get that for the challenge of it. Yeah. Um, so if if they do kind of make this more stable, I'm gonna miss miss the challenge, but I'm also gonna welcome like oh great like I'm not like it's gonna it's gonna increase my the quality of my photos for sure. I feel like Impossible Project probably isn't going anywhere. Right. I don't think we should think that Impossible Project's gonna like leave because okay. I think a lot of people were shooting that film. I mean I know a handful of people that just strictly shoot that that that's yeah. what they that's their that's their thing is impossible project and you know if you think about impossible project from the beginning like i have some frames hanging on my wall where the photo completely disappeared you know (laughs) like it was so unstable and where they've come from you know the beginning to now like i don't doubt that i'm not going to get a picture when i take my camera out with me now shooting that film. so i feel like impossible is going to stay because they have their hands in a couple different things like jack white from the white stripes has his Mm -hmm. film they started doing like the red the red scaled Mm -hmm. film and like i think there's a niche for that i think they're going to keep that and this polaroid thing is going to be this is just what i'm thinking i'm just thinking guys yeah we're just (laughs) the polaroid sees the the success i think the instax camera was like the most sold camera for the last like five years or something you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that camp every little 13 year old to 
25 year old person has one of those i just think that i don't think we should say that impossible project is going to just kind of like disappear once polaroid comes i don't think they will and i hope they don't because like we said i mean it is a whole different it's a whole different thing which is one of the things why why it's so unique and why i love it personally because it's something different Mm -hmm. like like i said i can go with my instax wide or my instax mini and go shoot like you know, if I'm at a bar with friends or whatever and have those photos. But, like, I have a whole gallery on my wall I'm looking at right now that's all, like, artistic Impossible Project yeah. stuff. So, well, dude, and, and nothing beats, like, shooting, like, an SX-70 mm-hmm. at an engagement photo shoot, you know, with Impossible Project because the colors are always crazy. Yeah. And the all factor that you get when you pack that camera in your bag to use on a job, just if it's one frame, you know, just one frame to give to them at the end of a job, like they, they always, it's always a winner for me. I always pack my SX-70 when it comes to that. Yeah. Cause that's something they're going to treasure for forever. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens. I mean, I hope they, I hope they come out with a camera too. I hope it's like, here's this film yeah. and here's this like Ooh. fully auto, like fully manual camera as well that you've all been waiting for for so long <laughs> i'm gonna go to their website really quick and just read some of the teasers that they had up and i found out about this oh, yeah. um this 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 was happening i think they announced it i was doing a live stream and people were like do you hear about the polaroid announcement and i was like what what do you mean and uh, i think dave bias who uh we all know he's was connected to the impossible project his speculation was i think he said it's probably just a rebranding which would be you know interesting in and of itself okay we have two as of right now guys it's sunday night two days 19 hours 37 minutes and 19 seconds until this announcement by the time you guys hear this it might be out by then but it says some of the some of the teasers i was reading some of them quickly if you guys haven't haven't seen those it says the most complex set of man-made chemicals reactions ever coming september 13th okay what does that mean see (laughs) analog dreams september 13th is another one on September 13th, a challenge set by a three-year-old girl in 1943 will be answered again. That's deep. That's deep. Oh, man. <laughs> what a great story, too. My goodness. Uh, the long and windy road from ski goggles to September 13th. Okay. <laughs> there was one that was like, make make space for in your fridge or something. So, like, oh, it's yeah, like they're teasing. It feels like they're mm-hmm. teasing more than just a rebranding. And the whole chemical right. reaction one was like. That's what, that's what makes me think that it's bigger than what we might be expecting because of these teasers. I mean, one thing you got to keep in mind, though, like companies nowadays, like these, especially these older film companies, just listening to Dave Bias from last week. Yeah. He was saying that, you know. They were talking to Ilford and there was another company that gave them chemicals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like this could be maybe maybe Fuji is hooking them up with some a batch yeah. of their mm. you know, their their good their good juice and yeah. they're just gonna <laughs> you know, juice. make a run. Cause cause Fuji's doing square format now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have like an almost Polaroid in stacks mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. it, it's just uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna come, but like you said, I was reading through all those teasers. I as well was doing a live stream the other night on our Instagram and people were asking me all about it. And then they were speculating in the comments section mm-hmm. as well. And mm-hmm. I was just like, man, I honestly have no idea. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Whatever yeah. it is, it's, it's a new film and, or maybe a new old film or something. Who knows? But it's, it's another step forward in keeping this thing. Right. Either way, it's something for us to yeah. be excited about and look forward to. And, you know, I've been, 
basically on board with Impossible Project for like five years now. I don't, and just watching their progress has been incredible. Like, like I said before, they're, they're one of the first people to really say like, no, this can't go away. Because if they did, all those yeah. incredible, incredible works of art, as far as I'm concerned, cameras would be extinct. So it's exciting. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. We'll see what what the what it's going to sure. be. I hope it's a new film. But I hope it's a new I film. Question, I hope it's a new camera. I hope it's new everything. Can I ask you guys a question? Sure, for sure. Oh yeah. Which was like your favorite like special edition that Polar that uh, I'm sorry I'm getting it mixed up now that uh, Impossible <laughs> uh, has has put out like their special edition frames or, or films. Do you guys have like a favorite one? I personally like the classic, just the white okay. frames. I have shot some of the other ones, like this. This I have shot like gold frames and silver frames, just like as a one-off, and I didn't like it as much, just because I'm so like I like clean, crisp as like an aesthetic. I like the simple look. So, but I I, I have been meaning to try out. They have just a like a circle frame, which it, it's still white, but the frame is circle. Yeah, I think that's yeah, gonna that's be pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's gonna be the next pack I pick up, just because I really like that look. And I need to add another row to my gallery, so it might be cool if it's just circles <laughs> yeah. at, the, at the bottom of it. Man, you you guys know me. I'm black and white all the way. Yeah. So I always <laughs> I always shoot the the black frame, black and white. Ooh. Like that's all I ever shoot. I mean, I I have a bunch of regular color and white borders and stuff. I did the silvers and golds mm-hmm. as well, but I really love the the red the red scale one that they did. It mm. was it was pretty limited. I don't even know if you can get it anymore. Well, I'm sure you can. You can get anything, but it, it was like a red and black on a red border, and it was awesome. Mm. I had one pack, and my camera opened up on the on the pack. The you know the the lip dropped down where the pictures came out, so I lost like two frames. Oh. So I only got to shoot six of the film. I was so bummed, but uh, yeah, very awesome. I really wanted to try the the black and yellow too, the Jack White edition or the Third Man oh, yeah. Records edition. But it's for the six hundred, and I don't have like a ND filter to convert my SX seventy down to shoot six hundred. Yeah. But I, uh, I mean, I have a ton of six hundred cameras too. But yeah, they're nothing. They don't, you know, they don't stack up near. <laughs> yeah. That's funny that you don't even want to, you don't even want to put, put a pack in. <laughs> I, I do, but I feel like it's almost like, it's like you never know what you're going to get if you're going to be too far for the focus right. or too close or mm-hmm. it's, I really love that about the SX-70. I mean, you can get one foot away from somebody and get a picture in focus. Like that camera yeah. is, is so awesome and so ahead of its time. I mean, even today, like that's still the best Polaroid camera mm-hmm. you can get. And said, I'm sure you know this too. Like anytime I ha- I'm out shooting with that, people immediately are like, what is that? Is that a camera? Oh yeah. Yeah. I get that all the time too. People are amazing. I mean, it is to me, that camera is like, like I said before, like a work of art. I think it's beautiful. Mine's actually broken right now, which I'm super sad about. It, I uh. actually ruined a pack of Impossible Project. It was shooting out like two at a time. And oh, like, I've had that happen. But before. like ruining yeah. both, like nothing came out. So mm. I have to take it to my repair man and uh, see what's up with it. Because especially now, whatever this announcement is going to be, I might want that fixed real quick. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Man, I wonder what it's going to be. I'm just sitting here like racking my brain yeah. thinking. <laughs> I just I just hope it's not like a bunch of a bunch of hype for nothing. You know, like I yeah. really hope they have to be that careful if they're letting put, people down. If they're going to put the Polaroid name on it, you know, they really need to make it a Polaroid. Because the Impossible Project, like we said, is just not... Polaroid, you know, it's a totally mm. different chemical compound. It, it 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 takes a half an hour to expose. It, it's just not the same thing. You and know? I think people who don't who don't know about Impossible Project, people who aren't familiar with 
what that is, you know, well, if they, if they start selling this or see it come across on Amazon or like in a store and they pick up, you know, it's impossible project, that's going to be weird for people because they're going to expect it to be easy. They're expected to be fast. They're going to expect it to yeah, be a Polaroid yeah. photo. So that's what, that's another reason why I think it might be more than just a rebranding because like we all know impossible is not Polaroid. So. No. Mm-mm. Well, they are now, but. Well, they are now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they will be today. <laughs> or the other way around. I don't know. <laughs> who bought who? Yeah. There, there used to be a couple Polaroid podcasts that I listened to. I forget what the name of it Ooh, is. Oh, really? But I haven't, yeah, I haven't heard. All I do is binge this stuff 24 mm-hmm. 7. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I am always listening or watching or doing something that is involved with this stuff. And. Man, I, I can't remember the name of it. It it was they were out the same time that Nate Mattis uh, PD Exposures podcast was out. Mm-hmm. I think they had like one of the people from the Polaroid podcast on his and they would just talk about, you know, all their experiences and all the stuff that they would do with Polaroids and Impossible Project. Like they were backers from Impossible Project mm-hmm. from the beginning and, you know, Impossible used to send them film to try and stuff. Film is definitely going mainstream right now. Like yeah. it is it's catching up. I'm seeing, you know, I watch a lot of tech YouTube like a I might be you know, an analog kid, but I'm still just as engulfed in like technology as everybody else is. And even the tech YouTubers, you see like a Leica slinged around their shoulder or they're shooting yeah. like their, mm-hmm. their uncle's Canon AE1 and they're talking about film. And it's, it, I, I just really think that it's on, I really hope it's not what Dave Bias said the other day, <laughs> the whole dead cat bounce thing. Right. Like, I just really hope it's like, I don't know, with Film Ferrania and, you know, Kodak still doing their thing and Ilford doing their thing and like all these new upcoming film companies and then Polaroid. I just really hope it's not that bounce, you know, like mm-hmm. I want this, I want to be pushing my eighties and still shooting yeah. black and white Tri-X and shooting the new Impossible or the new Polaroid film, you know, like I just wanted to keep going. And this is this is another step in the right direction for that whole thing. So, Seti, can you tell us about your experience with shooting Impossible Project? You were in Iceland. Was that yeah. your first go around with the film? How was it shooting in those cold temperatures? Rough? Um, oh, yeah, it was definitely rough. Uh, it wasn't my first. That wasn't like the maiden voyage of my uh, of the SX-70 that I got. I had maybe like two or three weeks to, to practice with it. Nice. So I was just shooting it, uh, you know, just getting a feel of it. I took it out to like, I think I went to like Disneyland. And then one of my friends had a bachelor party in Big Bear like a couple of weeks before I had to go to Iceland. So it kind of prepped me for like how to, uh, you know, shield the film in cold temperatures. Like I would have to like unzip my two jackets and, oh, yeah. and like, you know, like put it uh-huh. in my in, like, inside liner pocket and then zip it back up and make sure like I wasn't like bending my arm in a way to like fold the film and like puncture the packets and uh you know i actually have i do have a few of the round frames cb that you were talking about yeah uh, from iceland and i one of the first places we stopped at was a waterfall and i had i boldly very very boldly and probably foolishly took my sx70 (laughs) and tried to shoot like under the waterfall with like the water spraying on and the way to get to it was like you had to like wade through this like river for like 20 20 or 30 yards and i was like man this is probably a bad idea so so, so a, a couple of the uh couple of the exposures have like this weird folded effect on there and it, it actually turned out pretty cool like kind yeah, of like a happy yeah, accident yeah. i'll probably I'll, I'll try to send you guys photos of yeah you should we'll put them on our website yeah definitely but yeah definitely uh I, shooting in iceland in like 20 degree fahrenheit weather was definitely an experiment and like the snow 
and like having to maintain balance and not land on my camera and, and break it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it was definitely it was definitely fun. Uh, and I also had your camera there too for the uh, the traveling film camera. So I was like double strapped with cameras, yeah. like in like three jackets, <laughs> like walking around and making sure I don't slip and and like break the cameras. Yes, I think yeah. I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, guys. I had a little um a little point and shoot I was sending with people who were my friends who were traveling. I'm definitely gonna try and pick this project back up again, but it's called the yeah, traveling film need, camera. You need to do that. Yeah, I know for sure. This podcast has kind of been like my baby, so I've been like kind of distracted. People have two babies. You can have two I know, babies. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was sending my friends with a uh, Olympus one, uh, zoom camera, and the camera's been to Israel, been to Japan, it's been to South Africa, it's been to Iceland, it's been to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Wow. Nice. So can you talk about what that was like for somebody, again, somebody who's not like a, a major shooter, somebody who dabbles a little bit here and there, what yeah. that experience was like? It was really fun because shooting film, that was probably, it's been years since I've done it. You know, like, mm-hmm. again, like I was a kid and I was like playing with my my parents' cameras and I even actually probably had like some really dinky Canon that I had and I was just like wasting film with my friends. But it's been a <laughs> while since I've had to like actually like think about you know, like composing the shot and and getting everything in frame that I want to and not being able to just, you know, on on your phone, you could take as many photos as you want as long as you have space on there. Yeah. And seeing the, the, the outcome of it immediately. So it was kind of, I don't want to say strange, but, you know, like you want to make sure that the the photos come out well. And since CB is going to post it, you know, I, I wanted to really make sure that, you know, they came out well. And I was nervous about just having one roll of film. Like when I picked it up from you, I was just like, mm-hmm. uh, so is it just like, one? Like, getting. what if, uh, yeah. No, it was, it was definitely a great experience. And yeah, like I said, I'm like, I'm, I'm like a pretty amateur, uh, you know, hobbyist photographer at this point. I had a lot of fun shooting it and I really want you to, you know, get it back up there. It'll pack its little bags soon, <laughs> I feel. It'll, it'll be out traveling again for sure. It's funny because a lot, a lot of people who I gave it to, you know, were like you, don't have little if any experience shooting film and they had the same reaction of like i hope there's something on it and i was like there is like don't worry <laughs> oh yeah there is there is those iceland photos were some of my fa- i mean i say this every time it comes back from somewhere basically because all these places are incredible but the iceland photos those waterfalls were were, were some of the best the best images so oh, good yeah. job <laughs> thank you yeah the the land i mean a lot of it i, lo- I owe to the landscape because it's it's just really surreal out there just yeah, like another world. Bucket like, list for real. Bucket list for me right there. Try to go in the summer actually because it's summer. totally okay. different. I mean the the winter stuff is cool and you get to see like all the snow and stuff, but there's half of the country was close to us just because of the of the the weather and a lot of the cool stuff is on the north side of the island where you can't really go if it's if it's snowing porn snow snowing yeah 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 it's definitely on the on the bucket list of places to go chris i wanted to add one thing mm-hmm. about the traveling camera yeah you need to make a coffee coffee table book out of these pictures you think that is you know oh yeah, man, for sure good. like i i don't know i don't know what the images look like i haven't seen any of them even if it's just for you and the people who had the camera mm-hmm. it would be a really cool thing to do kind of just make make like a best of book or a little publication for you and your friends. And who knows, you know, that thing could... People love seeing pictures of Iceland or Puerto Rico or, yeah. you know, wherever it's been. Like, I would love to see that. It's it's such a solid idea of things to do. I mean, I've definitely thought about doing something like that before, too. But I, I used to send disposable cameras out to people all the time and only get, like, 25% of them back. Mm. So I kind of had a, 
a little bad taste in my mouth of that whole thing. So it's hard for me to, I guess I should be giving them to friends, not acquaintances. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah. a lot of of, uh, my travelers also had either like a hard time, most of them had a hard time finishing the role because they weren't used to like, you know, they're used to shooting with their iPhone or whatever and having like a bazillion photos to just spray and to be like, okay, you have 36 frames, that's it. So they would like treasure those 36 photos. You you know, sometimes the, the role would come back not finished because they were just like, they just saved them to the point where they the yeah. trip was over. Oh, man. Can but, I tell you the story of my role? Oh, yeah, yeah. My role? <laughs> so like I said, it's been a while since I've shot with the, a film camera. So I thought when uh, I was reading the, uh, the remaining exposures wrong. So it said like 36. I thought it was done. But it turns out there was one more role, one more shot in the role. <laughs> Which happens a lot. There's always usually like there could be like 37 or 38 depending on yeah. You know, how but it gets I remember loaded. like I I took that last shot I, and I was like, okay, cool. Like the roll's done. That's it. Because I was like one of those people who had like extra rolls, uh, extra shots on the roll. And mm-hmm. and on a, on a my last day there, we were I was just like shooting randomly. You know, like I was just I, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'll, I'll shoot it. Whereas before, I was like, all right, I got I got one shot. You know, I I, I got to make sure it's the right one at this location. But for the last day, I was we were just in the city and we were just I was just shooting whatever I felt kind of looked cool. And I was like, all right, 36 done, put it away. And then there was it actually turned out to be like the Icelandic Halloween that day. Eh. So (laughs) so like around like noon and stuff, there were like tons of kids like in the street, like in all these like crazy costumes and stuff. And I was like, dang it, I wish that I had one more shot for this because uh, it was like, the scene was like so vibrant this with all these- This breaks my heart. This breaks my heart so bad. <laughs> and then when we when I got back and I gave CB back the camera, she was like, oh, there's one more shot. Yeah, like, we were all, oh, we were, we were all out with our friends. I'll God. have to post that photo up too because that's one of my favorite pictures. It's us out with our friends. Yeah, and then and I was my like, hand I'm is like, literally covering guys. my and face. Because said he's just like, like in the photo, he's like, God damn it. one shot that I needed. Oh man! <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? It does. Though, yeah, it does. It's better fine. that it's better that than like losing the role or like not loading yeah. it right. Like that's an okay problem to have. Like just to yeah. have one one last frame, but that's too <laughs> funny. That's too funny. <laughs> All right, guys. So this is a part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners, and today's question comes from J.R. Wyatt. He said. If you could hang out with any iconic film photographer for a day, who would it be and what would be the first question you would ask them? Let's hear it, Chris. Well, I've been doing um, a lot of the Women Crush Wednesdays for our Instagram recently. so This is tough. (laughs) This is hard. I want to say, I mean, my first instinct is is Vivian Meyer just because I have so many questions. I like we all do. I'm sure like, Mm -hmm. you know. Why were you shooting so much if you weren't going to share them? What w- what was your intention? Did you really mean to not, to, you know, to keep all that stuff to yourself? And talk about personal work. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Plus, I adore her her work just in general. I mean, on my wall, I have a, a framed documentary poster, like framed up in my room, just because I think that story is incredible. And I think her work is breathtaking. And I th- it would have to be her just because I have so many questions. So yeah. that's my answer. That's I'm keeping answer, it short. <laughs> Cedric, what about you, man? I might have to say I, for a time, was obsessed with all those like Dust Bowl photos that Arthur Rothstein did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Good call, man. <laughs> yeah, because it just kind of captured like a moment and a lot of like emotions so simply but like really poignantly. So I just would love to, you know, pick 
pick his brain a little bit for that. Cool. Man, that's that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> As for me, man, I am so torn. I'm so I've been sitting here thinking about it since we discussed it before we hit record. <laughs> Oh, man. I think it would definitely be Robert Frank because he's definitely my favorite kind of style of photography. If you go from the American and you look at that work to like, he went mad then. There's this documentary on iTunes. I don't know if he went mad, but he he started getting like doing just like weird video stuff. And like, he just went, I kind of just feel connected to that because like, I kind of have my hands in a bunch of different things. I'm not just a film shooter. Like I love video. I used to produce music. Mm -hmm. I I just, I have a lot going on. You're an artist. You look at Frank's earlier work and it just, I know that I strive for my city street portrait stuff to kind of resemble his stuff. And, you know, he's still alive. So there, there could still be a chance that I could hang out with him and ask him. I would just ask him. Oh yeah. We, there's the ask the mm-hmm. question too. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that part of it. I would just ask him what his inspiration is and who he's looking at. You know, yeah, what a- photographers is he, is he looking into and stuff? So that's a good question. You know, it's all learning. Mm-hmm. It's all a learning yeah. process and we all get something from, you know, they tell you to good art. Something. I don't know what the saying is. There's like that whole stealing yeah. art thing. And I, I definitely oh, try to yeah. like mimic, mimic my favorite you know, photographers and artists and stuff like that. So yeah, cool. Robert Frank, for sure. Great question, JR. Thanks for some. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. And remember, guys, you can send us questions to this podcast. We can talk about it live on the show with our guests to analogtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just send us a message on our Instagram, which is analogtalkpodcast on Instagram. So keep them coming because it's one of our favorite parts of the show. At least for me. Yeah, I love this part. All right. And as for this week's photo challenge, we I know we did the favorite instant photo last week, but we're going to kind of narrow that down. Since the whole Polaroid thing's coming, we're going to do your favorite impossible project photo. So again, you're you're probably going to have to scan <laughs> one of your, your impossible project frames. I keep wanting to call it a Polaroid. That's just... Maybe, we'll, maybe by the th- time this podcast is over, that's what we'll be calling yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, we'll be calling them Polaroids. But I, uh, I didn't get to submit... I The last three challenges i haven't submitted I but this, this week i will i will submit i'm i'm a very busy person all the time so if you guys are busy and can't scan impossible project has a really cool app where you can actually take a photo of your image yeah, and it kind of scans it in for you and like makes it that frame so that might be an easy way for you guys to submit to our our Flickr group it's in the analog talk podcast on Flickr. and again thank you guys so much for submitting to all the challenges and those discussions i've, I've popped in on a couple of them i feel like that's a, a great place for everybody to commune and hang out and i'm loving that so much so keep it up we we thank you for that yeah thanks guys well thank you for joining us seti and thank you for speculating with us oh for sure (laughs) thank you for having me i'm a big fan of the show even though i'm I'm not really you know thanks man just the hobbyist but you guys have a really cool thing going on here and uh i'm glad i was part of it thank you where can everybody check you out cb and i talk a lot because i also have a podcast Yes. It's the Reminis podcast. We have guests on and we talk about our favorite hip hop albums because I'm a big hip hop nerd. It's a great podcast, guys. Definitely check it out. Thank you very much. We're on hiatus right now, but uh, we have a few episodes for you guys. If you happen to be, you know, down in that certain kind of uh, walk of life. (laughs) (laughs) That genre. Yeah. Do you have any Instagram shout outs? Uh, Every now and then I'll post a a, a Polaroid uh, on there. It's uh, Mad Seti. M-A-A-D. C-E-D-D-Y. But I don't have one dedicated just for my SX-71s just yet. Ooh, that's uh, a good idea. You know, like, once I get up there and figure out, like, what I'm going to do with it, I'll probably share it through my personal one. But We'll push it out for sure when that happens. 
Thanks, That's a good man. idea. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And Timothy, where can they check you out? So you can find me on Instagram at Timothy Makeups. Same with Twitter. I always forget that I have a Twitter, but it's just at Timothy Makeups. I also make YouTube videos. You can find me at youtube.com slash Timothy Ditzler, D-I-T-Z-L-E-R. And I recently started doing a Monday through Friday, sometimes Sunday podcast. It's called We Believe in Film. You can find that on Anchor FM or iTunes. That's every Monday through Friday. And sometimes I throw in a weekend episode if I feel like it but (laughs) yeah you can find me here on this podcast and chris what about you um i'm on instagram twitter and youtube as chris b photo that you guys can also check out since we talked about the traveling film camera uh, on instagram and there's a website for that as well travelingfilmcamera.com i've kind of broke them down into galleries from where who the the person was and where they went so you guys can check that stuff out if you're interested and maybe get me back in the the swing of that to, to Let's get this girl motivated to do this. Yeah. I want to see more of this. Let's go. And then for... I'm like planning a trip just to yeah, take perfect. the camera. Yeah, perfect. I know. So. <laughs> um, and then for this podcast, analogtalkpodcast.com. Our gallery page just got a makeover. Thank you for bearing with us, guys. That's going to be uh, updated as every week now. Uh, with all your amazing work, it, it's got a better gallery. Thanks to our friend Aaron, who uh, who redid that that page. So analogtalkpodcast.com. Submit the photos to the Flickr, and that's where they'll be displayed. We are on Instagram, analogtalkpodcast, and on Twitter is analogtalkpod. So make sure you say awesome. hello on, on those uh, social media things. Cool. Well, thank you again for uh, joining us, Eddie. Oh, this has been awesome. Thanks, thanks for having Andrew. me. All right, guys. We hope that this announcement is everything you hope for and more. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. See you guys.